welcome to TA1, everything you want to know about adventure racing and then some. I'm your host and have been for like four years, the legendary Randy Erickson, um, flying solo tonight, birds are in the other room being content on their cages, chili dog just had supper and uh, she's chilling out huh? a little bit, um, in case you're wondering. Supper was chopped ground beef from organic uh, cows with uh, egg and sweet potato tater tots. So, yes, she is spoiled, but it keeps her healthy. So we're cool with that. Um, technical note, a little bit behind. I th- You'll be getting this on Wednesday. When a try Wednesdays for a while for some reason the last few weeks um, trying to get it done by Tuesday has just uh, been not happening and so instead of being a little late we'll just move a day to Wednesday hope that doesn't screw up everybody's workouts too badly or throw any of you OCD people into a frenzy but we'll see how it works Maybe I get things together and we'll go back to Tuesday. I don't know. I guess it doesn't really matter which day as long as you get it. So um, thanks to everybody that uh, said happy birthday. I appreciate that. Um, I said in my little video, you know, it boosts my ego. Let's just face it. So um, that's it. Let's get this going. Hopefully, uh, well, this is a cool episode, kind of surprised by uh, Bex and being a race director. It's just interesting to see how that all came about. So here we go. Um, haven't started packing yet for Belize, so um, tension's still in the air. Uh, that's it. So go fast, take chances. Um, hope it's a little warmer where you are, but I think we might still head out here a little bit tonight. So, all right. Thanks. Bye. I'm currently in and out of coverage this week with the work. So please leave a message with your name and number and I'll return. Hey. Ah, it worked. And oh, you can. Good. <laughs> you can ignore the uh, message that I didn't leave on your mobile phone because I clicked on the mobile number first. <laughs> oh, oh, I probably don't even have that number either anymore. <laughs> oh. Well, it was, your, it was your voice on the answering machine or on oh, the answer. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. So, well, if it's not, somebody else will be wondering who that was. Yeah, they will be. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, how you been? Good, yeah, really busy, very, very I, busy. Yeah, I can see that. So you finish up one race and, um, what, you got about 30 days before you get to race. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how ready I am for God's own, but that's all right. Yeah. I've been so busy working on that Red Bull race that uh, that's taken up a lot of my time. Yeah, well, let's start there and then we'll, we'll move in. So what... What is the Red Bull Defiance? 
Uh, so the Red Bull Defiance is a two-day um, stage race that you compete um, with a partner. So you same format, you do everything together, um, but it has three stages a day, um, and then a special, and as well as a special, special sort of activity on the day. So the first day. You do the Minaret Burn mountain bike ride and then a run around Rocky Mountain and uh, included in that run is an abseil off a cliff and then you kayak um, back to the lakefront on Lake Wanaka and then on day two you kayak from the lakefront down the Clutha River um, and you're jumping a mountain bike and have a claybird shooting section and then you mountain bike from that claybird shoot uh, over Criffle, which is a sort of a range just out of Wanaka. And then you finish the day off with a skyline run, so it's 34 kilometres, and it goes over two of the high mountains around Lake Wanaka, Mount Alpha and Mount Roy. Yeah. Well, it's, um, it's a big deal, isn't it, in New Zealand? Yeah, I would say it's probably one of the hardest races in New Zealand over two days. Um, it's definitely harder than the coast to coast. Um, and it's got some pretty tough stages in it, um, but it also showcases some of the most beautiful parts of, you know, the area, which is really awesome. Yeah. Um, the two questions, is there navigation? No, so there's no okay. navigation, so the course is set, um, so it's all marked out, so athletes just follow the markers. Okay, and is it the same every year? Yeah, yeah, it is the same okay. um, course every year. Uh, this year we had the hot, hottest temperatures on record, um, it was plus 30 degrees, and last year it was negative 5 and snowing, yeah. so the course can change a little bit depending on the weather, but it is generally advertised as the same course every year. Okay, so I mean, I don't know. I, I suppose you guys all know about it, but I don't know how popular it is in the rest of the world if people kind of know what the race is or not. So it, it it looks very very competitive. Yeah, we have. So there's two um, different categories you can enter in the event. You can either enter the elite category, and that's where there is prize money available, um, and that does draw some. Some of the you know world's top athletes, the likes of Braden Curry, Dougal Allen, Simone Meyer, Marcel, and it's really awesome to see those guys competing. Um, but then it also you know you can compete in the sport category, which is exactly the same race, um, but it, it's you know for every man and his dog. You still have to be relatively fit to do it, um, mm-hmm. but you know you can still get out there and do it, which is really awesome. Yeah. So this just. I just realized this and struck me, and it's like, you guys is like the three biggest races are within like, what, six weeks of each other? Because isn't Coast yeah. to Coast coming up? Yeah, Coast to Coast <laughs> is um, next weekend, I think. And that's one of the struggles we have in New Zealand um, with our summer being quite a short summer um, mm-hmm. and Christmas being jammed in the middle. We were actually having a meeting yesterday about the, you know, the race and um, you know, potentially changing it to a different time of the year. But with the climate we've got down here in central Otago, um, the risk of getting snow late in you know, November, December is too high a risk for us to take. Mm-hmm. Also, a lot of the farmland we go through is um, has 
deer on it and all the deer are fawning in November, December, so landowners won't let you through the property. Um, yeah. So January is really the only time of year we can put that event on and it's the, the weather is the best then as well. So yeah. for event organisers, it's really, really hard in New Zealand to get a race um, in the summertime and you, you just have to, you know, you have to say, well, we're not going to get as many people as we would like to because other people are committed to other events. Yeah, yeah well, yeah, that's kind of, you know, sitting here where it's about 10 degrees Fahrenheit, but it's getting nicer. In our yeah. winter, it's And this is, okay, the, the dumb American thing is like, well, New, New Zealand, it's, the weather's nice. It's like, okay, how does it... Can't you race all year round? No. Yeah, yeah. Well, in the North Island, you can. Um, there yeah. are, you know, there are races um, that could be similar in the North Island that can be done in the winter. Um, yeah. But th- this region attracts, you know, a lot of people. This is like a holiday place. It's where people want to come. It's where international competitors want to come. And it is just, you know, for the, from a media perspective, it is such a beautiful place to photograph and film events so it does draw a lot of people to this place yeah yeah well yes it's very you know people people ask me oh where's your favorite place to go is it you know australia new zealand and it's like oh i i i I refuse to answer because but you guys are right there yeah (laughs) it's definitely new zealand um, (laughs) are there any um i'm using this term affectionately any dummies that do all three, you know, Red Bull, Coast to Coast, and God Zone? Yeah, yeah, there actually are a lot. Um, a lot of the guys, you know, will use uh, Red Bull as a, like a good hit out for God Zone. Um, it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's a fast race, um, but it is still some quite good solid two days worth of training. Um, and there are quite a few competitors this year that I know that are doing all three. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see, see how those guys go. For me personally, I wouldn't like to do all three. I think I'd be quite tired by the time it got to, um, God's own. And it it does require some different training, you know, uh, coast to coast and Red Bull is a lot faster than God's own. So you have to weigh out what sort of training you're going to be doing. Yeah. So how did you become the race director? Um, I was just having lunch with uh, Warren um, one day about the event, the, the Whangamataa event race that I run in the North Island um, because it's part of the A1 series, which is the new adventure racing series in New Zealand. And uh, he said that um, God's Zone or 100% Pure Racing had taken over running Red Bull and they wanted were wondering if I'd want to be race director. And I said, oh, I've got a full-time job. And he said, oh, don't worry about that. You can just kind of do it on the side. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) It's not going to be that much work. And so, yeah, it was an opportunity that I couldn't really turn down. Um, So, well, why not? Um, And it was a lot more work than I I think I expected and they expected, but it's something that I really enjoy and I have a passion for. So it was good. What... um do you think you brought anything from your athletic background to the race that maybe changed it a little bit? Um, yeah, the race has, has um, had been really well run. Like, it was really well set up. 
uh, we did make a few changes that just made logistically for, you know, um, our team in the background a lot easier. Um, I think I, from the race that I run in the North Island and, you know, seeing how race, a lot of races run, there was a few things that needed to be changed in terms of like how we got athletes gear around the course and um, some timings of things and just um, just a few little tweaks we made to the, the actual course that we extended one of the kayak legs to finish at a better spot so they could get out of the river a lot easier and that sort of thing. But all in all, the, the course itself, you know, has been set by Braden Curry and his wife, and they did a really amazing job doing that. And um, they have taken probably the most beautiful parts of Wanaka and added it, you know, made it into a two-day race. And it, it, every single stage of that event has something that's amazing. There was there's no dud stages, which is really cool. Yeah, it's it, there, there's no transition or anything, right? It's just um, well, it, let me. Add, ask it this way is it a non-stop race with the three legs or is there breaks so in the, between uh so it's non-stop so there is okay. you know obviously you know people transition from from their bike to their run mm. to their kayak but yeah there's no no stopping in between so it's yeah essentially non-stop okay yeah um so this is this is a question i have always been interested in how much input does Red Bull have to it in the race? Do they have any, or are they just a sponsor and, and uh, write um, you a huge check? You wish. <laughs> I wish. Yeah, yeah. Red Bull. Yeah, they're they're pretty. Their main focus is obviously on the the media that that they can draw towards the event and the coverage that they can build for their Red Bull TV. Um, but they have a really awesome crew on the ground here in New Zealand that come along and they help with the setup and, you know, getting every day, you know, ready for the athletes. So they were there to put up all the infrastructure and, and they do provide a lot of infrastructure. You know, they have a lot of tents and a lot of, um, you know, beanbags and chairs and marquees and all that sort of stuff, which is awesome because it cuts down on the cost. I mean, running events in New Zealand. Is ridiculously expensive, and there's no money in them. Um, so yeah. without having a sponsor like Red Bull, this event wouldn't be able to take place. So, so I don't know if you know the answer to this, but what what about this event interested them? Got them interested in the event? Um, well, initially it was created by Braden Curry, who is a Red Bull mm-hmm. athlete. Okay. Uh, so I think. You know, Braden wanted to bring stage racing to New Zealand, like what they do in China, and uh, I think he he was the driving force behind it. Um, you know, said that there is a really cool location, and it, you know, could draw a lot of athletes, especially international athletes, to New Zealand. Um, and yeah, he did a really good good job of obviously selling it to them and getting them on board. And it's been awesome having them on board. Yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, you, you look at everything that Red Bull does, and and like this is part of all that stuff. It's like that's pretty cool. I sort of know a sport that they're involved with. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's, it's funny, like being such a big name, it draws people to to it. You know, like there are uh, other 
there are there is another event in New Zealand called the Coromandel Classic, which is a two day stage race, but it's got no sponsors and it's run in the Coromandel, which is another amazing part of New Zealand. Um, but the race is dying because of that, and it's got no media attention and no sponsorship, which is really sad because it could it has the potential to be exactly the same as this Red Bull Defiance event. Um, but yeah, that's the thing. That's what sponsors do. They bring people to an event, and people are drawn to something with a big name. Yeah. Do you think? Well, I mean, I think maybe you answered this question, but can a race survive anymore without? Well, especially maybe a media presence. Will, will people go to a race that you know? Oh, a race of <laughs> I think a race of this caliber with the, the how high the entry fee is. Um, and the cost of running the event, it wouldn't survive. You know, it's yeah. it hasn't run at, at a profit ever. Um, and that is obviously our goal, to try and get it to run at a profit. But yeah. um, I don't think as many people would come without yeah. the presence of the sponsorship that we've got. Yeah. I mean, we're having this debate, argument, brain session. It's like... And a lot of people are thinking that, um, yeah, if your event isn't almost live, uh, let's let's just say almost live on Facebook, that um, it's really a detriment, you know. And if it is, I mean, people want people want people to know that they did it. Yeah, that's right. And you know, like um, having media there and having the live tracking. So we use the mm. same technology as what Adventure Racing does. All the two-day athletes have the yellow brick bricks and that can be watched live online um having all the photographs that go up afterwards having the red bull videos that they create every day uh that's something that people can share and you know on their social media platforms and they can say hey look at me i just did this and without that you know i don't know people just don't really bother going to events i don't think because they want to be able to brag what they did on the weekend yeah i i mean I do. <laughs> yeah, well, we all do. I, All of us love putting something out. Yeah, I like I like my likes. <laughs> yeah, yep, that's right. So, um, all right, this here's my smooth transition from from Red Bull to God Zone. Um, is Richie McCaw a adventure athlete now, or is he still a former former rugby player? Ah, Richie McCaw. So, yeah, I think he has transitioned really well into adventure racing. You know, you look at him now and he's lost a lot of weight and he is extremely strong um, mentally and physically. Um, he, From what I've heard, he is very dedicated to his training and he did amazingly well at Red Bull. I think they crossed the line in fifth overall yeah. um, and they won the sport category. Uh, so... I think, you know, with the team that he's got behind him at God's Own, they have a very good chance of getting in the top 10. Um, And, yeah, he's just an amazing athlete all around. I think whatever he puts his mind to, he's going to be successful at. Yeah. So I know um, last year, did he rate, was it last year or two years ago? It's hard to remember. Two years ago. Yeah, two years ago. (laughs) Um, Are the races still getting that? That um, celebrity bump when he does it, do you know? I think they probably get a lot more media attention now that he's been, um, you know, involved in the sport. Um, but I think, you know, I, I think 
it's it's him that wants to race it. You know, I don't think the guys at God Zone are being like, hey, can you do this so we can get media attention? Um, but, you know, what he did for the sport in New Zealand and I think worldwide has been pretty incredible. There's been a lot more yeah. people watching it, a lot more media wanting to get involved um, now that, you know, he was involved two years ago and is going to be involved this year. Yeah. Um, which is great for the sport, and I think everyone's really grateful that he has jumped on board. Yeah. Um, you don't have to answer this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Do you think it was kind of his first race was just kind of a publicity thing? Did Did you think he would do more than one race? Um, well, I actually heard that he approached God's own to uh, to race. Oh, um, so. So I think it was actually him that wanted to race. Uh, obviously, really cool. th- they used it, you know, they had to negotiate with his team and um, say, you know, can, you know, obviously, you know, you're allowed to race and everyone's allowed to race, but can we use it as a, as a publicity thing? Um, so, so, yeah. Yeah, and he, he, he knows how the game is played, so good, good for everybody. I'm yeah, glad. that's right, yeah. I wish we could get God. If we could get Tom Brady to be an adventure racer here in the U.S., we'd be, we'd be set. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe you need to approach him. <laughs> so, well, my theory is is there's a bunch of these athletes. Um, like you probably don't. People will know Brett Favre, um, Jimmy Johnson, the NASCAR, and a bunch of these guys that are really in that are retiring in their 40s and are really into it. And I'm just like, because Brett Favre was into triathlon. I'm like, if we could get this superstar t- set of retired athletes, that might that might do it for us here in the U.S. But we'll see. I don't have any, uh, well, <laughs> that's not true. I do know one of them's brother. I, don't, I know Jimmy Johnson's brother. How's that? Oh, yeah, well, there you go. You got your foot in the door. We do. I did some video with him, so. But, okay. Um, God zone. So I took a just a glance at the the start list, and there's a huge number of them. And the thing that kind of what it, I noticed is you guys have your normal team, and a lot of a lot of these teams are not the same teams that they've always been. What do you think are your chances for the race? Um, yeah, I'm really excited to be back racing with my my original team, um, and back in Fiordland, which is where it all started. I think the the team list is huge this year, which is exciting for the sport in New Zealand. Um, but I also know a lot of people that are racing an adventure race for the first time, which is quite scary. Um, and a team of people that they probably don't really know that well. Uh, so for us, I think, you know, we've raced together for seven years now and we know, you know, we virtually know everything about each other. We know how we race. We know everything that goes, you know, could potentially go wrong in our team. Um, so I think, you know, for us, I think, you know, our chances will be pretty good. Um, there are There's some really tough competition this year, which is exciting to see as well. But, yeah, I'd like to say that, you know, we have a pretty good shot of getting 
definitely I'd like to say in the top five, hopefully, but you know, you just you never know and with Fjordland being the way it is, you just you actually don't know. Like it's a jungle out there. Yeah. And it's well, just gonna come down to good navigation really. <laughs> what is Fjordland like? I mean it it I know what it sounds like, but, but what is the terrain like and, and what do you think will be the how will it affect the race, the terrain? Yeah, the terrain, like, it's really thick bush, um, a lot mm. of the terrain, um, steep. Uh, and from what I've heard is, you know, you have to be able to navigate in a bush like an animal. You know, you mm. need to be able to think like a deer, basically. Um, if, you know, they, they say you've, there's going to be a lot of animal tracks that you should be following. Um, I think the trekking stages are going to be really long. Uh and potential with the potential to be carrying pack crafts for a long time. So, and Fjordland's really isolated. There's one road in to Milford Sound and one road out. It's exactly the same road. So, you can imagine there's not a lot of places to go in a vehicle. Um, so that means that to get to you know, you know, water sections or um, you know, other roads, you you have to go quite a distance through bush. Oh. Where where is it geographically on the island? Because I'm a dummy and I haven't bothered to look. So, <laughs> where, uh, where, so where, for, yeah. geographically, uh, so it's like you, you go. Is it west of? Uh, Queenstown, I think, but you, it, from Queenstown, it's about so Fjordland's about three to six hours if you go all the way to Milford Sound. Okay. Um, but in a straight line, it's about half an hour or forty-five <laughs> minutes. Uh, but there's okay. no road other than a road around to Tiana. Um, so yeah, it's cast as like the Southland region. Okay, but. That gives me an idea, sort of where it is. But, yeah, I ran into that. Um, I was in Baja, California in, in November, and we had to drive like 11, 11 and a half hours, you know, and it's like less than 50 miles as the crow flies straight across. But, like, say, there's no roads. Yeah, <laughs> that's what that's what it's going to be like. Yeah. <laughs> so, any... Have, have they released any details of the course? Do you know what to expect? How much trekking, pack crafting, kayaking? No. So nothing's been released yet. Um, I think it's going to be about 550, 600 kilometers. Uh, the winning days, winning time is going to be six days. Uh, course is open for 10 days. And we've been told that you need to bring a pack a lot bigger than what you're used to taking, so 60-plus litres, which means that, you know, I think we're going to have to be carrying them for a long time (laughs) with a lot of food. Yeah. So so who are some of the other top top five teams, do you think, for the race in your mind? Um, Top five. So there'll be the team Tiki Tours that won the race last year. Mm-hmm. They'll be pretty strong. Uh, Chris Fawn is racing with his wife, and I don't know who the other two are in that team, but I think any team that has Chris Fawn in it 
is going to be up there with the top team. His wife, Emily, is also an extremely strong racer. Uh, so I think they've got a pretty good shot. Nathan Fave is racing with his wife. Um, and two other strong adventure tracers. I think they're from Nelson. So those guys will be pretty pretty strong. There will also be the Torpedo 7 team that they normally get top three roughly around there. I think they got second last year, so those guys will be quite good. And we've got a young team called the Sneaky Weasel Gang. Mm-hmm. Um, those guys will have a pretty good shot. And, yeah, then there's just a mix. You know, I think the sport, as we know, anyone could win, really. There's, I think it just all comes down to having a good race. Yeah. yeah. But what scares me or I find interesting is, like, you're naming off all these teams and like, oh yeah, I know them. Oh yeah, they're yeah. pretty. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I almost know more about New Zealand teams than I do the U.S. teams. So yeah, I there's think a lot there's more a couple of, of U.S. teams coming. Yeah, um, yeah. There's yoga slackers are coming with. Um, actually, they're a strong team. Um, Daniel, uh, Mary Chandler, Eric Sanders, um, and then. Um, uh, Andy and Jason Magnus are racing together for the first time. So, um, you know, but let's face it, they're they're not they don't have that home court advantage. Yeah, how do you yeah, think they'll go in like really thick bush? Um, you know, they're all good racers. It's just there's just something about when you have to travel. I think it just you you lose that little percentage of maybe what you need to win. Yeah. Because, um, you, you know, when it comes down to, to those top five teams, it's just little bits of the, here and there and, and maybe even just a little luck. Yeah, I think that's right. Yep. Yeah. Definitely, I think they're all got exactly the same ability on the day. It's just yeah. who likes out, who finds the best tracks or takes the best line or, you know, who looks after themselves the best, really. Yeah. Or, if, you know, sometimes it's just like if if you're just a little bit slower and you miss, uh, you know, you end up doing a section that in dark that everybody else did in the daylight. Yeah, that's right. Make a yeah. big difference. Yeah. Make a huge difference. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what else have you been doing other than directing a major race and training for another major race? <laughs> Just working full-time, work, working, that's about it. Yeah, I've been going on quite a few just pack rafting trips um, with my fiancé and just doing lots of hiking. Um, Yeah, just getting out and exploring, you know, with weight on the back, and that's about it, really. Well, there's nothing wrong with that because that's what I do. So Yeah. Mm, I'm going to say that's a good thing. It is. Yeah, (laughs) it is good. Yeah, I really enjoy it. And I've had... um, uh, I've had about 18 months off from a big adventure race, which has actually yeah. been really nice to, you know, let your body recover properly for once. I don't yeah. think you realize, you know, how tired you are until you take a proper break. And then you're like, wow, I actually feel really good <laughs> after, you know, six months of doing nothing or no racing and just, you know, hanging out yeah. with your friends on the weekend. So was um, Worlds, X- <clears throat> XPD, was that your last race? Yeah, that was my last race, yeah. Um, 
Okay, you did look tired at the finish. <laughs> yeah, well, I was so sick at the finish line. Um, yeah. Yeah, we didn't really have the greatest race there. Our teammate was sick going into that race, and then I got sick on the last day, and, yeah, it was yeah. just it, – we just didn't race well that race, and it was really – because we were supposed to have our full original team, and then Ryan got sick before we left, and he couldn't come, and we had a ring in. And then my Dane got sick when we got there, and oh, it was just a disaster. Yeah, because you guys, if I uh, ancient history, but I kind of remember seeing you, or the talk was that first day you guys, you almost dropped out, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Dane was so sick, yeah. um, and we got into a transition, and he wanted to pull out, and I, we just wouldn't let him. We just said, oh, you know what, we've come here. Why don't we just stay here for 24 hours and just sleep and see what happens? And so we, yeah. that's basically what we did. We just sat yeah. around and did nothing for, I think, 12 hours and had a burger at some little shack by the beach. And mm-hmm. then we carried on. And yeah, you know, we, we had a few, you know, times of the race where Dane was like that. And it's really funny because before a race, he says to me, Bex, I apologize for anything I say to you while we're racing. And he always, you know, he was always, he'll swear at me and tell me to harden up and hurry up and do this and do that. And so I just treated him the same way he normally treats me in a race. And uh, I think he got quite a shock at the start, you know, like he was like, well, what are you doing speaking to me like that? And then he said, actually, no, you're right. I need to harden up. <laughs> but he was sick. Like I, yeah. oh man, I felt sorry for him. And, you know, he is he is so tough for getting through that event. Yeah, it was a, well, can you, can you call it a learning experience now? Has it been long enough that now you've been through it and you know what you go through and you know, you can, as, as Paula, my wife says, is it going to kill me? No. Well, let's keep going. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the way we look at it. You know, I think every race we do, we learn something and, we kind of we we always look at situations and say, you know, am I going to die doing this? No, okay, carry on. <laughs> um, and uh, you know, I, you have to have that attitude a lot of yeah. the time. You know, this event racing is not comfortable. You know, you're never like, no. wow, I feel great. You know, like every day you wake up from a half an hour sleep, you're like, I feel like shit. <laughs> you know, like, oh yeah, what am I doing here? Um, but you. I don't know, just there's the, uh, that unexplainable feeling of racing and crossing the finish line. And you just, I just, you can't, there's no words that describe it that you just have to do it to know what it's like to even be able to fathom why you do it again and again and again. Well, yeah, because th- there's, there's this really good feeling of watching a team cross the finish line. So I, I would say, you know, maybe like, Multiply that times like a hundred if you are a team, and, and I'm just from. I get as somebody once says, once in a while I watch a team cross a finish line and it gets a little dusty. Yeah, no, you're actually right because when I was at the finish line for Red Bull, you know, I watched teams coming across the line and like they were, you know, so happy and giving each other a hug, and their families were there, and, and mm-hmm. it was. Yeah, I got that feeling. I was like, wow, this is so awesome to be part of this event and watch them achieve such a massive personal goal. 
Um, mm. So yeah, it is. It is almost a similar feeling. Yeah, yeah. Just I, I, I don't want anybody to think that it's like, oh, I know what you guys are feeling. I'm just like, I have this little tiny piece of what I hope you're feeling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so you've had an 18 month break. Was that on purpose, or did you just kind of? You know, it just happened. Um, it just kind of happened, really. I didn't, yeah. I wasn't really too fast on racing God's Own last year, and I had to work. I couldn't. Mm. I had a job where I couldn't take any time off. Yeah. Uh, and there just hasn't really been much else. Our team kind of all wanted to have a break. We're, all, you know, getting older yeah. and getting mortgages and getting married <laughs> and. You know, the money yeah. kind of dries up after that. And, uh, yeah, so we all kind of just said, oh, we'll just take a bit of a break. And then Godzone was announced in Fjordland, and I don't think any of us could say no to going, you know, back there. So I remember when that was announced, that a Facebook message went out and said, are we doing this? And all of us <laughs> said, yeah, just don't tell our other halves yet. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so we entered, and yeah, there there it goes. So, yeah, but I, I think you, you definitely need to take a break for a while. Yeah. I mean, when I was racing, I raced for like 20 years, a lot. I mean, bike racing and some running, and then I got, one, I built a house and then got injured and had two years off, and it's like, this is not so bad. Yeah. You come, you come back with such a good attitude. So I think the rest yeah. is good, but that reset of the attitude is really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So um, anything else planned for this year after God's Own, or you don't know um, yet? I don't know. I don't know. I'd like to go to Canada and race the, um, what's it called, the one in BC oh. that's there. Primal Quest? Primal Quest, yeah. Yep. But we'll just have to see. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking that's that's gonna be a cool race. It's a good race. I I I get I don't know, fortunately or unfortunately, but I'll be on the other side of the country with Rev three because they're Oh yeah. They're doing um they're done they're kinda done with Cowboy Tough, now they're doing Shenandoah Tough, so on the east coast, so I'll be I'll be there which I don't know. I like those people a lot, so it's it's yep. okay. Oh, good. <laughs> and are you coming to Godson this year? No, actually, I'll be in Belize. Oh, so. nice. Oh, that'll be yes. good. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, I actually had a chance probably to come with one of the U.S. teams, and but I would, I wouldn't have the role that I'll have in Belize. I'll actually be doing, you know doing the photography and we got a film crew so i'll be doing part of that so i'll actually be doing yeah. more and but here's the here's the funny part is it takes me longer to get to belize than it does to new zealand really oh that's amazing <laughs> well it, it's because um i have like living in a small town i fly to denver and then i have a 12-hour layover and then fly to houston and have you know two or three hours so it's only yeah. like a four-hour flight, but it takes like 27 hours. Yeah. <laughs> but those airports have good Wi-Fi, so I'm good. Oh, that's so. good. That's good. Um, all right. I'm done. Cool. Well, thanks for your time. 
Well, thank you. I'm glad to. I, I it was kind of like Bex is the race director. How'd that happen? So, and then I, and then I'm I like, oh, I, we can we can talk a little God Zone too, and um, so we got two with one. So I appreciate it. That's good. So you can recommend Red Bull Defiance for anyone that wants to come to New Zealand. I will. I will. We'll put the link. We'll link up to it so people can find out and yeah, that'd be God's awesome. own and Belize and all these cool things that we all get to do. So cool. Um, are you training today? Later? Uh, yeah, I'll, I might go mountain biking this afternoon. Okay. Should be good. I, I don't want you to. I don't want you to think that being on the podcast counts as training. <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> yeah. So. But. All right. Well, I'm going to let you get back to the real world, and I guess I'll go back to work for a while, too. Yeah, cool. Thank you. You have a good one. All right. Thank you. I'll talk soon. See ya. Bye. Bye.